0: Hi everyone, welcome to Inspire to Aspire. Today, we'll be talking with a true hero in the midst of this pandemic, who's working tirelessly to save countless lives. Please join me in welcoming Megan Westland, a registered nurse at UCLA Health. So how has it been working for you as a frontline worker during COVID-19? It
1: has definitely been interesting, Um, you know, stressful, frustrating, all the feelings that kind of everybody's been feeling, but just maximized. Um, I luckily my the unit that I work on in particular is not oh. a COVID designated unit, so I've been very blessed um, in that way. But I have gone to other COVID floors, and we're still implementing you know testing protocols um, every couple of days. So we're fully getting gowned up in N95s, face shields, gowns, everything. Um, to go see patients. So, um, you know, it's scary. It's scary. Like as, as nurses, you know, we all signed up for helping people, um, you know, saving lives, all that like cliche stuff. And we'll go, I'll go into like a little bit more later, but um, this is something new where we're really like risking our lives. Like our lives are actually on the line when we're doing our jobs. So um You know, it's been a very crazy time. I've only been a nurse for a year and a half. So for a year of that, (laughs) a year of that as a nurse to um, be in this global pandemic has definitely been scary. Um, But it's also been, um, you know, inspiring. And, you know, I've seen hope in the situation too. We're rolling out the vaccine. Um, Most of my coworkers and I have all received, you know, both doses of the vaccine now. So we're starting to see light at the end of the tunnel and to see, you know, people that aren't in the medical field and just being out there and um, showing support to us and staying home and doing what they're supposed to be doing to, you know, uh, keep public health a priority has been, um, you know, something that I appreciate definitely.
0: Wow. You have nursing and you're put in the center of this global pandemic. Um when you look back at your year so far, are there any particular experiences or stories that come to mind?
1: Yeah, um, you know it's it's been really tough for patients, especially when they come to the hospital, um, because on and off throughout this entire process, we've been, you know, alternating the visitor policy because we're trying to keep patients safe, especially um, those patients that are at high risk for catching. COVID. So, um, which is most patients in the hospital when you think about it, um, because they have other, you know, other illnesses going on, making them higher risk, they're immunocompromised, uh, meaning that their immune systems aren't working as well as, you know, yours or mine might be. Um, and so keeping visitors away, that's keeping family members away from patients who are going through, you know, some of the scariest times of their lives. um, So it means a lot to me as a nurse. And this is something that I wanted to do for nursing anyways, but I've seen, I think a lot more of it in the past year than I really ever expected. But, um, you know, patients are putting their trust in us as healthcare providers, but especially the nurses, because we're there at the bedside with them 24 hours a day. Um, and so, you know, especially for patients that I've treated with COVID, you know, we're complete, like they can barely see our faces. They're only seeing our eyes through a face shield. And, um, so they can barely even see us as a person, but they have to, you know, place all of their trust, um, in us in a very vulnerable situation. So, um, you know, when I've been with patients on COVID floors before, even though, you know, most people, it would make sense to just kind of like, get in there, do what you need to do and get out, because otherwise, you're just surrounded with, you know, the COVID virus and particles floating everywhere. I felt like patients were just so isolated being in those rooms with closed doors and, you know, nobody to come visit them. So I kind of was staying in there um, for longer periods of time and just really trying to like connect with people and ask them about their families and, you know, what is it they're fighting for? What is it that they want? You know, um, when all of this is said and done and, you know, they're able to go home or maybe some of them aren't. So we're just trying to make, um, you know, their final goals and their final wishes really like, you know, come true and make it kind of the nicest situation that we can, even though sometimes they're not the best situations. We had one patient that was getting a transplant Um, And, you know, that's a major, major surgery with a lot of risk associated with it. And um, the patient had been with us for months and months and months, and we got to know this patient a lot. And so we were fighting to get, um, you know, the spouse and the children there to see the patient before the procedure. And that was just so important to, you know, you know, say their final things that they needed to say before this life -altering, altering thing happened. So, Um, Yeah, fight, you know, just fighting for the patients, advocating for them. Um, and then just be in their support system. That's really all we can do (laughs) during this time.
0: Yeah, I can't even begin to imagine how some of these patients might feel with going through all of this without their family members at their side. And I think it's great that you're building that connection with them and being more of their support system than just being a nurse who takes care of their medical needs and then just walks away. Um, On the topic of what your job entails, I know you work at a large academic hospital in Los Los Angeles. Um, why did you decide to work at a academic hospital over other hospitals?
1: You know, any hospital that you're able to get a job in is wonderful. Any experience is great. I was lucky enough to be able to land a job at an academic um, institution in Los Angeles. Um, mainly, the reasons for it um, as a new registered nurse or RN, um, I wanted to join a program that was specifically built for new graduate nurses. So it's kind of like a transition into practice program. Um, and many academic institutions have it and more community hospitals and smaller hospitals are starting to implement that as well, because we just see that it's so important to, you know, really ease nurses into the process because, nursing school is its own crazy beast, but then to be thrown onto the floor and take care of patients for your own for the first time, um, can be a little bit scary too. Cause there's a really big learning curve, um, from when we're doing clinical rotations in nursing school and then changing that. And then, you know, being the nurse, we're like, kind of the coordinator of all of the care. So we're working with the doctors, we're working with other nurses. There's all sorts of different physician teams that come in to consult based on what the patient is going through, what they need during the hospitalization. Um, so I really like the way that these resources allow me to fully um, treat the patient as like a holistic experience rather than just you know treating the one thing that they came in for. Because really, um, you know, nursing is looking at patients as a whole, like they are a whole person and we've got to, you know, support them in their physical needs, but also their emotional needs, their psychosocial needs. If they have issues at home where once they're done with the hospitalization, but it's not safe for them to go home or they wouldn't be cared for at home, then we kind of work around the barriers and see what we need to do there. So um, just having all those resources available is definitely um, a helpful thing. And I'm very happy and grateful that I'm able to get that where I work.
0: That sounds awesome. And how many resources are available for new nurses to really apply what they learned in nursing school to a more practical setting? Um, Speaking of learning, I'm curious about your high school journey and how you got here. I know a lot of students think you have to get all A's and take really hard classes to get to med school. Um, For you, what were some of the high school classes that you took and what did your overall grades look like?
1: Well, um, high school seems so long ago (laughs) now. Um, So in high school, I was, I mean, we had a pretty generic track that we needed to follow in classes that we needed to take. Um, however, my track, I kind of just took all of the honors classes and the AP classes that were offered to me. Um, and that would fit in my, you know, in the rigorous schedule. I wasn't trying to go too crazy. Um, (laughs) but, um, you know, I started out with AP biology was my first AP class. Um, sophomore year and then I think senior year out of my seven classes, I was taking, you know, five AP classes. So um, it was definitely a heavy workload. So um, but doable, but everybody's a little bit different. So I would suggest to, you know, push yourself to take those more challenging classes because it definitely looks good on transcripts when you're trying to apply to college or nursing school or wherever you're trying to get into. Um, but at the same time, if it's going to be a little bit more challenging, it may be better to take some of the, you know, general level classes because it's a lot of the same information, um, but may just be a little bit more of your speed that you're able to learn and digest the information. Um, but I was able to keep straight A's through high school. And I'm not saying that that is, you know, a necessity to get anywhere. Um, It may seem like that to get into some of the top universities now, and I appreciate that. And that's really tough to do. Um, But to get where I am today, like you do not have to get straight A's. You don't have to go to the best nursing school in the country. You just have to kind of like take the little bit at a time work. Work as hard as you can, get the best grades that you can. Um, but it's not all about that. It's really not. Um, and you know, you can show your capabilities and your passion through other things other than school. I would say once you get into nursing school, that's a different story because you have to actually understand concepts. but for like just to get through some of the material that you have to in high school, just just get through. it.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm actually in high school right now. And I took AP bio last year. And I think that's when I realized that the STEM field is not for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. It's like, you've got to kind of test out the waters and see what like how your brain actually works. If if you feel like, oh my gosh, I want to go into the healthcare field, but then you take some of these science classes and you're like, you know, what, what in the world? Um, You just realize that everybody has, you know, strengths and everybody has weaknesses. So it's just, you know, you can work on your weaknesses, but definitely try to, you know, get a little bit more towards your strengths and work on those. So
0: Yeah, I definitely agree Um, that AP bio class was hard, but it was a big factor in solidifying what I want to do after high school. On that note, we are going to take a short break and after we'll talk more about Megan's nursing school journey, as well as some advice she has for future nurses. Stay tuned. Do you have someone from a particular career field you want to hear from? If you do, head on over to at inspire2aspirepodcast on Instagram and fill out the speaker suggestions form in the bio. I'm always looking to get suggestions on who I could feature next and how I could help you achieve your dreams. While you're there, be sure to give at inspire2aspirepodcast a follow to stay up to date with the show. Now, let's get back to the episode. And we're back. So on the topic of high school and college, what motivated you to keep going?
1: I mean, leaning on the people that have, you know, supported you throughout your life, or even just, you know, new friends that you meet through the process. um, Just having that support system, because when things get tough, you got to kind of break free from what's stressing you out and go to the people that you love and that you support and they support you back. So just having that really strong support system, wherever you can find it, if you're, if it's your family, if it's friends, wherever you can find it, having that support system. Um, you know, I've played sports and did all sorts of things growing up. Um, I think I played almost tried every sport (laughs) out there. Um, But then just then I played basketball in high school and I feel like just having that outlet to exercise and be active and hang out with my friends. And um, that was able to, like, keep me sane when then I had to go back and, you know, work really hard to get the grades that I got. So, um, you know, just doing things that you love and then. Being with the people that you love is really kind of all the motivation that anybody needs.
0: Yeah, I think support and motivation are so important. Um, Even for this podcast, I'm so grateful to be receiving so much support from my friends and family, and it makes me even more encouraged to continue on this journey. Um, Speaking of journeys, I know you went from high school to UCLA to nursing school. What did your nursing school journey kind of look like?
1: Oh it was crazy. I there are so many different paths to nursing. I definitely took a little bit of a winding road to get to where I am. Um the quickest and easy, I don't know if it's easiest, but the quickest way to to be a nurse is to go into um you know a college or university that has a nursing program. So um you know that was not my path that I chose cuz I again figured that nursing was something that I wanted to do, but I hadn't actually really seen the hospital or like what nurses do yet. So I just was a little bit afraid to commit to that so quickly. So, um, I ended up going to a four-year university. I went to UCLA as a four-year university, um, started out as a bio major and then quickly realized that that was not, (laughs) again, not for me. Um, it, you know, I thought I was good at science. And then when I was put in a situation that was kind of a very like cutthroat competition, sort of a deal. Um, I didn't need that environment to learn. I needed a much, you know, more generalized environment and I needed to get decent grades to be able to go to grad school. Cause that's what I wanted to do. Um, so I actually transitioned to be a history major, lo and behold, like what? Everybody thinks I was crazy, but, um, you know, history is all about like learning how people have interacted in the past and how they either turned out negatively or positively. And here I am interacting with complete strangers from, um, you know, all sorts of different backgrounds, stories, whatever. And I can kind of relate history in a very generic way, but like relate how I, um, you know, learned about history into my everyday job, um, history is definitely more about like critical thinking. And I had to write a lot of papers and kind of draw conclusions and try and piece things together. And that's what I'm doing on a daily basis in my job too. So, um, after I graduated, I actually took a three-year gap between just to kind of figure out, um, where I wanted to apply to for nursing school, um, what I needed to do to get in, (laughs) you know, a whole nother process all over again, um, finish up some of the prerequisite classes that I didn't have a chance to take while I was in college. Um, and then just work, get some experience in the medical field. So, um, you know, mine was a very long journey <laughs> to get, to, <laughs> to get to where I was, where I am. Um, and then the nursing program that I went to was a two year entry level master's program. So, um, I don't have a master's specialty. Um, I am an RN, but I have master's training. So my education level is a master's degree. Um, So again, there are so many different ways to go about (laughs) getting into nursing. So I would just suggest anybody out there, anybody going into the medical field, just to talk to as many people as you know, that are in the healthcare profession to find out what they do, what they love about their job, what frustrates them about their job, and just kind of see if that's going to work for you, if you would enjoy doing that. Um, Yeah. And then just kind of see what's out there and what will work for your path.
0: I didn't know that there were so many pathways to nursing. I always thought that it was like a straight path where you go into university, nursing school, and then work in a hospital. Um, But your college journey of majoring in history, which is a total 180 from nursing, uh, certainly proves otherwise. I know you talked about how a big part of deciding whether or not to go in the medical field is about talking to professionals. Um, I'm curious, for you personally, what do you love about being a nurse?
1: I love that it's constantly a challenge you know no day of work is ever easy for me so i mean i do like being um you know challenged intellectually every single day i mean i'm constantly critically thinking i'm looking at patients blood work i'm looking at their medications i'm seeing if it's safe to give them a medication or if their vital signs are changing i need to figure out like what's happening i'm seeing all of this happen firsthand And oftentimes, like, I know the patients sometimes a little bit better than even the physicians do. So, um, every day, like I am that like last barrier to save a patient's life. So I, I mean, it's every day where I'm, you know, paging or calling the doctors for something that the patient needs, or I'm like, I'm not giving that medication because that is not (laughs) safe. So, um, I like being such an integral part of a patient's experience in the hospital. And I love trying, you know, sometimes it's not always uh, feasible or (laughs) can be accomplished, but I really like trying to bring a little bit of light into, you know, their dark situation. So that's probably the best part about being a nurse for me. So even though it's exhausting and grueling, (laughs) I still come home every day, and feel like I've made like a little bit of a difference.
0: Yeah, you're truly a hero during these times in making sure that not only the safety of your patients is a top concern, but also their well-being. Um so you've gone through this whole high school and nursing school journey. Is there any advice you have or programs you recommend for students who want to go in the medical field?
1: Well, I mean there're I know that there are a lot of programs. I don't know how active they would be at this moment in time with COVID. Unfortunately, as COVID has really shut down and kind of frozen a lot of volunteer programs, um, especially in hospitals and, you know, even in some lower acute facilities. However, I would say that the second anything comes up like start applying to things just to um volunteer in the hospital. Um, but in the meantime, what I would suggest, or even if you aren't able to get into a hospital, um, you know, you can volunteer at a nursing home, you can volunteer at homeless shelters, food kitchens, um, you can help take care of your older and ill relatives. You can babysit, you can take care of your younger siblings or cousins or um nieces, nephews, you know there's so many other ways to kind of get experience in caring for people and being somebody that like you know you're you are responsible for some part of their well-being and their care and it's just really it kind of um comes into like the selflessness of nursing um, and just really being there for people like during tough times so really anything that you can get, um, just experience in, obviously a hospital would be great to get into. I know that there's a lot of like global and international programs where you can volunteer with, you know, like nurses without borders, doctors without borders, but I get that that's also not totally feasible for most people. Um, so if those edu- like if those educational opportunities are out there, great. If you can shadow a doctor or a nurse someday, just to see what their job is like, amazing. But kind of those other things that I listed off are also great opportunities just to show that you have, you know, cared for people and what that experience was like. Um, And again, I would just say until things kind of open up again, this, this situation where you're just able to virtually talk to a lot of different people, you know, just talk to people in the profession that you're thinking about going into and just see again what their experience is like, what their job is like. Um, and see if it's something that you're, you know, able to do someday, and if you'd be good at it. So um, there's a lot of different options out there. I'm definitely happy to, you know, kind of help people navigate through that process if they would like to. Um, But there's a lot of different volunteer opportunities that you could do to help you become a nurse that aren't necessarily, you know, exactly in the hospital.
0: I think that's great advice and just getting experience caring for people, even if that doesn't mean going to a hospital, but just taking care of your loved ones if they need it. Um, As a last thing, what would you say to inspire generation Z?
1: I mean, you guys have everything. I feel like at your fingertips, literally with a phone in your hand, you have access to so many different things that generations before you didn't. Um, So I feel like with that, you can just really accomplish anything. Just get out there and, you know, join different groups or clubs to do things that you like. Like I said, I did a bunch of things that eventually helped me in my career as a nurse that really had nothing to do with nursing before that. So just get out there and enjoy your life along in the way. And I would just say, like, be good and do good right now you can work towards being a nurse and maybe you won't be a nurse for five years, for 10 years, for 20 years. But like right now you can be good and you can do good for other people. That's not nursing or in the healthcare field right now. Um, And especially like right now, you can really um, make a difference in public health by just wearing a mask, by washing your hands, by physically distancing from people, And you're already helping to save lives when you're not even a nurse yet. So um, that's, yeah, that's what I would say to you guys is you have so much at your, you know, just right in front of you that you can grasp, but it's really just being a good person and doing good for other people that will really help to make a difference in our world today.
0: Yeah, definitely just doing good for people even through this quarantine. I think that's great advice. Thank you so much to Megan for joining me for today's episode. Megan continues to be a hero in the heart of LA where she is truly working day and night for us. She has kindly provided her email address and Instagram handle, which you can find in the description, to help students who are looking to go into the medical field. As the coronavirus rages on, let's not forget how much work nurses are doing to keep us all safe, and let's do our part in wearing a mask and staying home. Thanks for listening to another episode of Inspire to Aspire, and I'll talk to you next week with another inspirational
1: guest. Catch you later!